If you haven't heard it, you got to take a listen to a podcast, and the podcast is called The Two Ramblers. It's a lot of laughs. Well, you know, that's entertaining. All right, it's time for the Cougar Cuties. I can hear you. 90s callback. Hey, cool story, bro. Well, you're listening to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast, where middle-aged guys talk Ramblers hoops from a very different perspective. I'm your host with the jokes from the class of 1994, Dauber, and from the class of 1998, it's the analyst with the attention to details, Sammy D. Get a chance to ask him before the game who wins that one-on-one contest. Well, you know the answer. <laughs> of course, the older brother. <laughs> <laughs> the older brother, of course. What's up? What's up, younger brother Sammy D? What's up, Dobber? Well, What's I was happening. I what a would... great win for the Ramblers on the road in the valley. Yeah. Chalk it up the W. Let's move on. Yeah, no, I loved it. And I boy, I love the call from uh from old John Rooney. Remember from two thousand five yeah. uh uh White Sox uh, World Series uh uh play by play. Play by play. what do you think about that, Ed Farmer? <laughs> uh yeah, I uh I always loved that guy. Um it's it's really? yeah because um, I don't know if you remember this you know for for our younger fans they're not going to remember this but we used to have the worst uh, the Cubs I'm a Cub fan you know, you're a Cub fan we used yeah. to have the worst announcers of all time this guy Ron Santo was awful <laughs> awful one time there was a playoff game and I was listening to it on the radio at work and Brant yeah Brant. <laughs> Brant Brown drops a ball, but you don't hear what the call yeah, is because he's just like, nah, nah. he's just yelling and you can't hear anything. It was the worst call of all time. Meanwhile, I would occasionally, I didn't have cable back then and I would, and the White Sox were doing great that year. And I was just kind of following baseball a lot because we were doing fantasy baseball. And I just started listening to this Ed Farmer and John Rooney. I'm like, God, these guys are professionals. This is the way baseball <laughs> should sound. You know, he still sounds great. I mean, the guy, I don't know, he must be 80, but I mean, he, he was, I, I, just his voice, I love hearing it. I almost fell asleep during the game. The game was, <laughs> you know, I mean, I kind of felt like it was like a summer afternoon and, and the, yes, and the White Sox a, were playing the Indians. He has a 50,000 watt blowtorch kind of voice, you know, radio, just, uh, you know, John Rudy. So, yeah, I, but. Yeah. yeah, and then uh, paired up with his uh, the partner, the partner Coach K, um, John Kovic. I think is, I think that's right. Ron, Ron, Nick, John, Nick, Rick, something Kovic. Okay. Uh, yeah. But anyway, so he's done a lot of Loyola games in the past few years, and so it was good to kind of have the guys that like from somewhat national but somewhat regional. Like, okay, these are guys that you know know the Ramblers and are familiar, um, and they definitely laid on thick. Uh, Kovic was a huge. Cam Crutwig fan, so there. I, that was literally the most, by far, by volume of mentions of of Crutwig uh, this year in one game. So interestingly enough, not a lot about his play. Uh, yes, uh, just just random anecdotes. Uh, his his uh, Ramblers uh, or his 
Blurs and Belgian podcast. Uh, yeah, yep. I love that. Uh, I was, um, just so you know, I'm not that obsessive, but um, what's his name? Coach K? I don't... It, it's Kovic. I, I, well, something like that. I was, I was going through the game kind of with an ear for audio to hear if he ever said uh, two or ramblers so I could put two ramblers <laughs> together. And here's the interesting thing. This guy's super disciplined. Um, he only referred to ramblers once the whole game. He always says Loyola. Now, oh yeah, yeah, he's now, he's old old school guy. Now Rooney uh, would throw in a Ramblers every once in a while, but uh, that other guy very disciplined. Loyola, Loyola, the old Loyola offense, the Loyola defense. So he never mentioned Ramblers. He did mention two, and I could have put it together. He did say Ramblers once, uh, but I just thought that would be too much, too much production uh, for this <laughs> free podcast that we're doing. <laughs> So yes. anyway, well, um, let's just get to it. Uh, I, we, um, we, it was just nice to have a game where, you know, we weren't um, sitting on the edge of our chairs, uh, you know, with our, uh, what is it? A, you know, just, just completely <laughs> having heart palpitations. Our, our heart meds at the, at the nightstand <laughs> exactly. table. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we didn't need. Uh, Braden Norris to to bail us out in the last second. Um, so what um what did you see in this game? Uh, this was the game that I think all Rambler fans were thinking was going to happen versus Bradley and Valparaiso or Valparaiso in particular, and and so it was just like it, it was a get right game. Um, you know, sadly Valparaiso or Evansville is not that quality of a team. They, they have a lot of you know substandard guys and so it, it the first half they stayed with them because they just shot unbelievably well in that first 10 minutes um but then the defense clamped down and it it, it was almost like a it was kind of like watching a boa constrictor you know just kind of wrap itself around its prey and then begin to just suffocate it and i think that's what happened and and, and then the second half proved that um and you know it's always a good game when there's a lot of gold team run. So you know Will Alcock, Ty Ty, you know St. Thomas, Tom Welch. I mean they all had you know some minutes, and so it's like when that happens, then you know that's the game we want because it's like okay, fine, let's get rested and then ready for M- Missouri State on Saturday. Well, and it was great to see uh, Keith Clemens uh, yes. two for two from three. Um, that was nice. Uh, it's just he's been kind of a forgotten guy, um, and every once in a while he gets mentioned. Um, he, he, you know, and uh, and so it was cool to actually see him show up on the score sheet this week. Yeah, it, it, many people don't recognize or realize, or at least the announcers don't, is he's been dealing with a lot of injuries, um, or he had a knee injury and then the other knee got injured. So he's, and then I, I think COVID I think was also something too. And so, you know, he's been really struggling to find his, his feet, if you will. Um, and for a shooter as quality of a shooter as he has shown in years past, especially last year, um, you know, it, it hasn't been right. And so it was really positive to see the, the two, his two baskets and the one in particular in highlighting my JB's, uh, giant play of the game uh, is just his step back three that was really pretty and it was just like oh 
please, let's see, start seeing more of those. Because, I mean, the beautiful thing of having guys come off the bench who are seniors and, you know, your favorite title, the super seniors. I mean, cause you have Tate Hall, Keith Clemens, and then Schwieger and Knight. That's four guys that come off the bench that are, are seniors. They're not, you know, some freshman who's looking to get time. And these are quality guys who have played in the tournament uh, more than likely, especially with Tate Hall and Keith Clemens. And so it's like, if they can come off the bench and provide that leadership to that second team, oh, that's just, that just speaks volumes to the depth of the team. Well, I, I, I got to say the, uh, the broadcast team last night caught a couple of those things. Uh, they mentioned the Keith Clemens knee issues and they also, uh, Picked up on this senior play coming off the bench. I think Chris Knight at one point took a freshman uh, to the woodshed. And um, is that a phrase? The woodshed? I don't know. Took- <laughs> yes. Took him behind the woodshed. Yes. Took him behind it. the woodshed and just uh, uh, and dominated him on, on this one possession. And the guys called it out. So that's a senior right there uh, on a freshman. It's just not, it's kind of not fair. And um there, there were a couple of things that I saw last night that it, Evansville kind of reminds me a little bit of the Horizon League. Uh, yeah. It just, it, they just seemed a little more undersized, and and you know, frankly, I'm not used to a Loyola team being bigger because um, I feel like we were this for a long time, and and I just saw a lot of mismatches. Chris Knight down low at different points. Ugwak looked huge compared to some of those guys. Um, so it's like on every matchup, I think we had a couple inches. Yeah, no, it was definitely, there was a talent disparity between the two teams and that was definitely evident, especially in the second half as Loyola just began to really hit the, hit the three and really just flex their muscle offensively and defensively. Well, I think, um, there's not much to say about the Matt Hawes hammer player of the game. I am starting to think uh, that our guy, Chris Knight, off the bench. All aboard for Night Train! Uh, might become the namesake of this award. I mean... He, uh, he, he is definitely positioning himself for the sixth man award uh, for the Missouri Valley. And, and, and honestly, it's like... A, depending on how Schwieger does in the rest of this of the season, it's like, I think it's going to come down to the two of them because there's, I, I haven't, I mean, the only other, I think potential guy is I think Tucker DeVries from Drake, but I think he's now starting. So he may not be eligible, but just like, I, I don't see, or starts maybe from Drake, but like, I don't know of anybody else in other teams that like a, a bench player, six man, seventh man that are like, really doing playing so well or as well as Schwieger and Knight are. Well, I I mean, I, again, Schwieger kind of had an off game again tonight, but, um, or last night, but Chris Knight had his, his, his very pedestrian six for seven that he has like every night, every time he plays. (laughs) Yeah. And then another three blocks. He had four blocks, uh, the other day, and then now three blocks again. It just like, and he just looked uh, defensively like a just a juggernaut, and it was just like, wow. Well, again, quality quality announcing again. They saw this fingertip block that he had where he closed out a guy in the corner. Yeah, and it was pretty. I mean, I, I I'm not gonna lie. I love this guy. I I, I don't know what I'm gonna do next time. I'm gonna be there on Saturday. I, 
I, I think if I, I think if he talked to me, I would swoon because I'm such a fan now. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was excited at the beginning of the season for St. Thomas. I just thought he uh, kind of looks like a guy that I think is going to be great for us. And I, I think he looks like a guy who maybe is next level in terms of his size and his length. Yes. And, and so I kind of, you know, so Chris Knight, I, you know, I had to look pretty far down the stat sheet to see, or not the stat sheet, the, the, the roster to see Chris Knight, but he's won me over. I mean, he's, he is definitely yeah. my favorite Rambler now. And just in terms of his consistency, I like the way he uh, goes about his business. I do really feel like he reminds me a little bit of Matt Hawes in terms of that. Just, he looks determined. Um, he's, he's hardworking. I, I mean, I really think he is kind of like that. By the way, I'm still waiting for my LinkedIn, um, friend request to come back from Matt Hawes. I've, I, I think I need to, I think I need to, does anyone I know to, Matt Hawes out there? And I, I need to jump on that as well. I, I, I haven't, I, I, you know, we're, we're two away. Someone knows, someone I know knows him, but, uh, I, I, I wonder, I, I'm going to reach, I, I said I was going to reach out to somebody off, off air and I, and I, and I did, and I had him reach, listen to the podcast, and he enjoyed it. And so uh, I need to make sure, see if my friend uh, will, he may know Matt Hawes. Well, so. I would love to get Matt Hawes on the podcast to actually give away the Matt Hawes Award one of these days. I think that would be great. Uh, yes. But, but who knows? By the time we actually connect with uh, Matt Hawes, uh, it might be the Chris Knight uh, Player of the Night. <laughs> nice <laughs> the night moves or i was trying to think of other songs all night long give me the night <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. yeah so i'm loving it loving it loving it all right well we're looking ahead and i i gotta say i am a little nervous about saturday should I not be? I, 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 I don't think so. And here's why. I, I, well, I, let me say, let me rephrase that. Yes and no. I would say we should be nervous because of the fact where we have seen some, uh, I'm not sure how this plays out, is the big man. Um, when we've come up against quality big man, big men in the last uh, last week in particular, the San Francisco Bradley Valparaiso matchups, their their big men's um, they kind of took it to the Ramblers, um, and so Missouri State has the best big man in the Missouri Valley in Gage Prim, and I think that's where he could he could cause some damage. Um, the there are other players, the, uh, the high-quality Isaiah Mosley being one, uh, who's a, a bird, most valuable player of the Valley candidate. He could po- prove to be a problem, but again, his strength is goes against the Rambler strength of defense, and you know Lucas Williamson, Ahiro Guwak, and so it's like I, I don't, I think they're gonna, they've have played in the last two years in particular, 
he's had great games leading up to the Loyola game. And then the Loyola game comes and he has like seven points and it's just like, wah, wah, wah. And I, I think that's going to happen again. So it's like, I, but it's like, how is it the gauge prim, you know, matchup is going to play because in previous years, Krutwig was able to neutralize him. Um, and so it's like, but I don't know how that's going to play out. Man, that, that would be the concern for me. I like the fact they're getting them at home after this game against Evansville. So you kind of had the get right game of, of shooting well, and now we come home to now a crowd that will literally be, I, I'm, I'm excited for you that you get to be there. It's sold out. I'm excited uh, for them that I get to be there. <laughs> yes. But this is a game that's like, okay, I, I, this is really exciting. And, and, you know, the team is finally ranked this week. So it's like everybody's all excited about that. And first time they've been ranked this early in the season since the 60s. So it's like, that's an exciting thing. And I, I think this is just could be a really fun day. So really excited for to see it unfold on Saturday. Yeah, well, I'm I'm excited about the matchup, and uh, it it'll be a nice um, you know measuring stick to see where we're at this year with the Valley. I mean, obviously these scares with Valpo and Bradley, um, you know, kind of didn't go our way. But let's chalk that up to we did take a month off of play. We had COVID. We had other stuff. Uh, we did that whole Salt Lake City uh, fun, f- you know, play away game. And, um, right. and so who knows? Uh, I mean, last night it looked like this is, this is the, who we thought we were, you know, yeah. this is the, this, was the, this is the team that everybody thought was coming into this season. Yeah. Or, and especially after the season started, this is the team that we saw against, uh, Vanderbilt and was like, okay, here we go. Can I ask a question though? A serious question. Yes. Uh, and I don't even know if he's a qualified. I don't know how this Larry Bird thing works. But is there anyone in the Valley more valuable than Lucas Williamson? Am I a homer here? I just, I, 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 I think if we don't have Lucas Williamson, maybe we have three or four losses. Maybe more. I, I think, well, I think it's skewed is because there's two awards, the the defensive player of the year and then the, the Larry Bird MVP player. And so I, I think at least the way I've seen people like, you know, Larry Bird watch is, but all of these guys that are offensive guys. So your Isaiah Mosley, um, AJ Green from uh, UNI, the, um, there's a guy from Illinois State, and there's some other guy. Um, his name is escaping me. Um, and so it's like all these offensive guys and the one knock on all of them is they don't play defense. Like AJ green is a liability on defense. It, it, his own coach said that. And so it's like, it, it, whereas Lucas has now shown in the last few games in particular, he can stroke it from threes. It was five of eight the other night or last night and then had the game um, against Bradley. And so it's like, he's showing that, Hey, I can, I can score. And, you know, 15 plus game, 15 points a game. And then also lock down the, the other guy's top, you know, offensive guy. It's like, I think if he continues to have games like against, like he did against Evansville, against Bradley, and begins to string them together by the end of the season, I was like, I don't know how anyone could say he's not the most valuable player because of the fact he does it on both ends of the, of the, 
of the court. It, it reminds me a little bit, and, and this is going to be a, sound a little bit homerish in a stretch, but it kind of reminds me of the, you know, the, the, the fact that LeBron doesn't win the MVP every year. It, it, people get bored and, and sort of lulled into like thinking, not seeing his game, his whole game, and how much impact he has as a defensive player. And, yeah. and, and, and then they fall in love with, you know, one of these shooters, you know, you know, across the, the NBA and, and that kind of thing. And so it, 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 there's been a number, I think my son always complains about this. He goes, you gotta, you know, you could pretty much give LeBron the MVP every year. Right. Because of it. If you look at all of his numbers as a whole player and his impact to his team, but you can't do that. So I just, I just wonder about this, uh, with Lucas cause, cause even in our, our little dumb podcast, you know, we're giving away the hammer player of the game and we're play of the game. And it's other than that four point play. I don't think we've, I don't think we've given him any award yet. Every, every, every podcast, he is there. Like he's right. A part of every win. And okay. Case in point. Okay. So one of the great lists this week, if you have a chance, uh, is to listen to the two Ramblers podcasts, listen to this episode as well as previous episodes, is the Sleepers podcast uh, on Twitter, Sleepers podcast. Um, I, I tweeted it out the, uh, yesterday. They interviewed Brandon, Braden Norris, and they're huge Braden Norris fans. They think he's one of the top 10 clutch players in all of college basketball. They asked him directly, who's the best player on the Ramblers? Heartbeat, he said, Lucas Williamson. And just it was like, nope, he's the best guy on the team. And and I used to think, you know, coming into this, I was like, I don't know who is the best guy. It's like, it definitely, Lucas is showing himself as like, I'm the best player, and I'm choosing moments in which to, I need to is exert my will to win the game, obviously against Bradley. Um, and even last night, you know, there were moments where he just hit down threes and was just like, this game's over if he's stroking it like that. And, and and he played 29 minutes of a 40 minute game, you know, so that, that speaks volumes of the fact that he's, you know, they were coasting and it was just because, yeah. So I, I, I think they're this week in particular, because it's, it's for Missouri state, the back to back with Southern and then come back to, uh, or play, or, and then go to play Drake. I think after these four games, he will cement himself as the front runner for that award because he's going to lock down Isaiah Mosley and then have a good offensive game. And then he's going to play against um, the, the guy from Southern's name escapes me, but, um, but then he's going to come up against uh, Roman Penn from Drake and do the same thing to him. And I think that game in particular, that's the one I'm really kind of excited to see what happens because of the last game that they played at Drake. It's like, y'all thought you were cool because you, you beat us by one point in overtime and we're talking smack. And it's just like, I, I think the Ramblers are going to just, they're going to really enjoy just taking it to them in their home court uh, once again. Well, I've enjoyed another Two Ramblers podcast and uh, I think it's time to pack it in. Uh, big game this weekend. Can't wait to be there. I'm going to be chanting MVP when uh, Lucas is on the line. I don't know if we do that, but I'm going to see if I Why can get... not? Let's do it. I'm going to see the I... cha- Lead the cheers. Yeah, I'm going to see if we can start getting an MVP chant for him. I, I, I mean, because I just, 
I just think like, you know, I think we could get, if we, if we win the Valley and somehow we give some other guy on some team that, you know, whatever, doesn't even make the tournament. Uh, I just think it would be a travesty to not give him that award. Anyway, I agree. We'll see how it plays out. He's still got a, I mean, we still got a half, you know, not a half a season, a little more than like a third of a season left. So, right. All right. Well, let's get out of here. I'm going to get out of here with the uh, Braden Norris. Did you watch the interview? You need to watch the interview so you can get a little more love for Braden. Hey, I, I love I it. I learned things about him I didn't know. Dude, so. I, I love it. I, I, I was uh, surprised to hear that he had a brother playing for Wright State. Let's get yep. him in the transfer portal. Let's keep a Norris. <laughs> let's keep a Norris at uh, at Loyola. How about that? Yeah, I, uh, I'm up for that. All right. See you next week. Norris fades away. Are you kidding me with that bucket from Brayden Norris? Ice cold. Ice cold. Ice cold. Nice, nice, baby, to go. 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 Nice, nice, baby, to go.